how y'all doing today it's your boy desmond works aka bibles and this is a new episode of that works so today we're going to be talking about how all the babylonians and even fellow black people are mad at Deion Sanders because he recruited the number one overall recruit to jackson state so before i start i'm going to do my um copyright disclaimer act So the Copyright Disclaimer Act under Section 107 States Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. So the article I will be reading is from MSNBC. And it's dated December the 16th. And the title of the article is Jackson State's Deion Sanders Snacking Up Top Recruit Makes HBU Football the Big Story. It is. So here I go. Jackson State University football coach Neon Deion Sanders, a NFL first ballot Hall of Famer and arguably the greatest cornerback to play the game, shocked the college football world Wednesday by successfully recruiting Travis Hunter. A high school cornerback whom Rivals.com tips the top high school football player in the nation to a black college program. It was such an unexpected news that football scribe Bruce Feldman called it the biggest signing day stunner in my 20 plus years of covering this stuff. In other words, they just kind of mad. They just mad because they didn't want, because he didn't want to go to no, um, he flipped from Florida State to go to Jackson State. And this is very, 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 very big. Sanders recruited Hunter away from the Sanders alma mater, Florida State University, for the Seminoles to lose the country's top recruit to one of their own had to hurt. Yeah, it hurt really bad. Hurt so, probably hurt so bad, they probably call him the N-word and everything. But that's his choice. They can't get mad. It's not... The article continues saying, it's not an overstatement to call the day's events cinematic in this era. The country's top high school athlete signing with a black college simply doesn't happen. Because they feel that HBCUs don't have the facilities or the money to afford these top athletes. I mean, you really don't exactly have to have top facilities. I mean, you do, but it's all about the coaching. And if you like the coaching, not. Let me let me continue. Over the years, there were rumors of black athletes considering joining a team at one of the country's historically black colleges or universities, but Hunter is actually taking the step. This is historic. Derek E. White, a professor of history at an African American and Africa, Africana Studies at the University of Kentucky, said it 
in an email both post integration and in the modern era of recruiting rankings it signals that Dion has the personality and the cachet with recruits he does I mean it's an opportunity think about the dude's a cornerback Dion Sanders one the top cornerback that would help him he could help him get into the NFL plus he can have a good experience being around his fellow black people but it also fits with broader data that HBCU's enrollments have increased. The question remains <clears throat> whether other HBCU football programs can replicate JSU, Jackson State University's success. Regardless, this is a big moment for HBCU football. It is. This is not the first time in Sanders' two seasons at Jackson, Mississippi that he has convinced players to forgo a Power 5 conference. And joined his Tiger squad last year. His son, Shadur Sanders, a sought-after quarterback, joined his father's team. And Dejan Warren, 2020's highest-rated cornerback, decided he wouldn't play at the University of Georgia but at Jackson State. According to the undefeated, Sanders also signed eight players who transferred out of Power Five schools, and his son Shiloh Sanders. But Sanders is more than than a good recruiter. He can clearly coach. The Tigers went 11-1 this season, won the Southwestern Athletic Conference SWAC, and will play South Carolina State University, the Mid-Eastern Athletic, Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference champions in the Celebration Bowl on Sunday in Atlanta. In 2019, when Jalen Hill, Jamel Hill, Jamami, Kunishian, a black columnist for the Atlantic penned, it's time for black athletes to leave white colleges. She was pillarized and described as a segregationist. I guess I can kind of agree with her on this because you just talk about how they need to start going to black colleges because white colleges didn't do nothing but using them up for their money to bring money to their schools when they can go to HBCU and bring HBCUs back up. Because in college basketball, a long time ago, when everything was segregated, we, when we was at the HBCUs, we used to dominate even whip up some of the white schools in college basketball like what's the name Earl DePerman well he was a good player um the other one Ben Wallace a couple other black uh basketball players that changed the landscape I think back in the day it was a documentary just on ESPN called um Black Magic about black college basketball um, even Stephen Kunas Smith went to a HBCU. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, he played there for Clarence Big House Games. Um, so it can happen because back in the day we used to dominate college basketball when we played at HBCUs. But then when we integrated, all that changed, and they started going to North Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA, and the HBCUs got weak in basketball, so they used to get dominant. So they got dominated by all these schools. Hopefully, that that can change now. That was an iconic, ironic label given that HBCUs exist because white colleges practice segregation. But in calling for black athletes to enroll in HBCUs, he'll argue for a community solidarity that could help rebuild HBCUs. So many of which are financed in financial straits. Indeed, it's kept out with 
saved some of these HBCUs because some a couple of them closed because they couldn't afford the funding anymore. Referring to the country's most talented black high school athletes, she wrote, they attract money and attention to the predominantly white universities that showcase them while HBCUs struggle. What would happen if they collectively decide to go to black schools? She noted, the entire endowment of North Carolina A&T is worth barely as much as Clemson's football campus. Let us know. Let us now imagine the reverse. Fat football endowments at HBCUs and Clemson University head coach Dallas Sweeney getting his $10 million salary snip. Hunter choosing Jackson State may prompt many to remember an era lasting into the 1970s when predominantly white colleges were wary of recruiting black talent. The best black players went to HBCUs. I oh, yeah, forgot about um, sweetness in football went to um, Jackson State. A lot of black good football players went to predominantly black schools and excelled in the NFL. The best black players went to HBCUs. Super Bowl winning running back Walter Payton played at Jackson State, and Super Bowl MVP Jerry Rice and Doug Williams played at Mississippi Valley State and Grambling State, respectively. Basically, I'm gonna skip them, but basically, the article saying that um. How black af- how black schools HBCUs have struggled financially since everything got integrated, and that they are struggling. And that like this um, young man that's doing this, a uh, hunter, um, that's a trailblazing move because he's showing that. You, you, there's still freedom to choose where you want to go and you're going to listen to the white man listen to your own intuition so I'm, I'm skipping down 50 years ago college sports were a sideline industry and it was assumed black athletes would go to HBCUs now collegiate athletics is a multi-billion dollar beast for schools with Minuscule black student bodies fill teams of randomly stacked with black talent. New laws allowing college athletes to profit from the use of their name, image, or likeness can do exactly what their supporters promised. Level the playing field between the Alabamas and Georgias and Jackson States. That is true. If more top tier athletes start flowing to HBCUs, it will mark a gigantic transfer of wealth from the predominantly white institutions that depend on football as an economic tentpole for the entire operation. In other words, there are a lot of powerful people who will fight this. As for now, the spotlight will be on Hunter. If we can take care of business on and especially off the field, more top flight black talent will follow. If anyone can help him manage the spotlight, the coach deservedly named prime time. It's the coach deservedly named prime time. Indeed. Let me tell you who else is um, saying with the godly. He was like, when, 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 um, HBCUs don't have the facilities or the money to afford these athletes, you know, why would you do that, this and that, being a hater, showing his true side, which I feel like he's a racist, and showing his racial side, which he can't help, you know, why people can't help to show their racial side with, with this stuff, so, I believe this is a 
very good thing and that hopefully many more will follow and help the HBCU get back on top, get back to being recognizable and trailblazing like they were in the past. So this is, I'm wrapping up today's episode of Network. So if nobody don't tell you that they love you, I love you. Peace.